Josh Crosby, our reporter, is with me uh, in studio uh, to talk about these renewed calls for a dedicated transport police to be set up to protect staff and passengers on public transport. So more than 80% of public transport workers surveyed say they have suffered abuse on the job. Uh, Josh has been meeting with some of those who have experienced this. And like I say, he's with me in studio. So, Josh, give us a sense. How bad is this? Well, Karen, I suppose there's the usual guff and back talk and many drivers say you kind of half put up with that stuff as it can be a daily occurrence. But then you have much more sinister acts as well. Some staff are being spat at, punched in the face. I met one man who works on the Lewis. He was beaten up by five guys. Bus drivers are having rocks, even gas canisters thrown at the bus, windows being smashed as they're driving. Then there's the, the verbal abuse, the threats of sexual violence. Drivers from minority groups say they feel targeted even more with all black bus drivers in Dublin who were asked saying they had an issue with abuse from passengers. So look, it can be pretty grim out there and look, understandably, the, the workers are calling for more protection. We'll hear from staff who work on different modes of transport and, and what they're up against. First is Chris Connolly, who works in the Revenue Protection Unit with Irish Rail. He's going along, checking tickets and Chris has been with Irish Rail for 15 years and says antisocial behaviour has got much worse over the past year. I myself have been uh, attempted having my nose bitten off my face. My family members, my wife, my daughter, threatened to be sexually assaulted, you know, and um, house burned down, cars defunct on social media, all this kind of stuff. My colleagues have been assaulted, had to be punched in the face, kicked on the ground, had their fingers broken. They've been out for several weeks. We need more uh, visibility from Gardaí, security just to stop all this. When we issue these fines for tickets, we go to court every month, you know, and this evidence has been read out in front of the judge, you know, that um, we asked him for a ticket, then he threatened to follow us on social media, track down our families. So this has been highlighted up in the courts. It's getting worse, and it's more so since COVID. How often are you coming up against fair evaders and people trying to dodge a fare? Every day. Every day is fair evading. Every day. Nine times out of ten, they could be just um, slating the uniform, you know. It's, it's their fault that the train was late. So that you can deal with because we do conflict resolution and we can deal with that. It's the antisocial behaviour that goes further beyond that when it comes to physical abuse where you're getting threatened, when you're getting smack on the side of the head from behind. And you don't know from one carriage to the next are you going to get a smack? No, no, you don't. One example which was kind of scary to me colleagues what they were doing to check there was a phone call being made by the people that were asking for tickets car came down, people jumped out with wheel braces, bats, ran after my colleagues, sped the car up as if they were going to run them down with the car. So these are frightening times. Yeah, Jesus, they certainly sound frightening. Uh, what did he say? Somebody threatening to bite his nose off. That was Chris Connolly, I should say, again, is a ticket inspector with Irish Rail. Uh, what about the survey I mentioned, Josh? Yeah, so SIP2 has launched the Respect Transport Workers campaign now. And there was an event earlier today, which I went along to, and we heard various stories from, from drivers and staff where they've been attacked themselves. Uh, yeah, also had the ongoing issue of bus services being pulled from certain areas that was brought up. And generally, look, it was a meeting of workers from all different modes of transport coming together to highlight their concerns and the main call with this campaign is is for the establishment of the National Transport Authority Council and of course something we've covered many times on this show a a dedicated unit set up to police the public transport system so from the trains to the buses I met with Suzanne Armstrong who's been driving for Dublin bus for eight years now Suzanne is a shop steward with SIP2 and describes some of the abuse she receives so it can range from anything it can be just getting abuse in the bus you could have youth running onto it you can have missiles thrown at you so there could be you know stones bikes uh, you name it 
So as yeah. you're driving along down the as, road, you've had yeah, rocks as, and everything thrown at As you're driving along, yeah, I've had um, a brick thrown through the window. Yeah, it's, it's quite a scary experience. How do you react or what do you do in that situation when you have well, look, dozens of people behind you? <laughs> so sometimes it'll just, you know, it'll hit the side of the bus, it'll hit a panel, so there's a bang. Other times it'll actually hit a window and go through it, and in which case you should make sure that nobody's been hurt. You're yeah. slamming on the brakes and you're... Yeah, and then what happens is then the bus is obviously going to get pulled out of service. Um, so in certain areas, if, if there's antisocial behaviour, the bus will get pulled out. All the buses will get pulled out of an area for an hour. If there's a second incident, then they could be pulled out for the night, which means passengers can't get home. If it's a case of your bus has been damaged, well, then your bus has to be taken out of service. So your passengers have to wait for the next bus and get on that. And your bus is brought back to the garage. So passengers anywhere along the route will be waiting a bit longer. So it disrupts everybody. And apart from the sticks and stones, yeah. when it comes to the verb, abuse yeah we'd get we'd get verbal abuse as well and i mean that can range from anything that could be because there has been something thrown at the bus so you now can't go into that area and then passengers are going well i want to go home you know or it could just people just get on the bus and decide for whatever reason that you're the target of their their abuse and, and I, do you feel are you, are you targeted sometimes because you're a woman could, could it be sexist um, personally i haven't felt targeted because i'm a woman i, I might be a little bit more intimidated but no, I think it's across the board and I have plenty of male colleagues that have been targeted. So what's your message to the powers that be or where do we go from here? I suppose some might argue that you can't have a transport police on every single bus like you might have on a train or a tram. For starters, we need to change the attitude. No one should be accepted. I mean, drivers are being spat at. That shouldn't be happening and it shouldn't be accepted by anybody. Yeah, it certainly shouldn't. It's appalling. I remember, and I don't want to make light of this, but the raft race during Rag Week in UCC, you used to have to go, um, I don't know if they still do it, probably not for health and safety reasons. You have to make a homemade raft and you have to sail down the River Lee uh, on it or paddle down or float down or sink. And people would stand at the bridges and throw things at you in the water. And I remember we were doing it one year and somebody, you know, they'd throw beans and somebody kind of just got a flight of fancy, turned around and fired a full tin of beans through the window of a bus. Uh, driving along. Yeah. It was absolute lunacy. And I can't imagine what it must be like for Suzanne or the driver. Suddenly the window shattering uh, in front of them and the danger it puts people in. What about the passengers, though? How, fa- how safe do they feel, Josh? Well, like everything, there are mixed experiences. I suppose some people on that bridge in Cork were having a good day and, and then you have that as well. And I suppose a, a lot of this comes down to the, the different services, the routes, and of course the time of the day people are using public transport. Some routes and parts of the country have repeatedly had to deal with high levels of antisocial behaviour. Labour's Duncan Smith was also at the event today. He's written to the Oireachtas Transport Committee now to demand a discussion on the findings of this report. But when it comes to those who use the buses, trains and trams that are keeping the country moving, I spoke with passengers in Dublin this afternoon and some feel intimidated. Others haven't had any issues yet. Well, I usually use the bus and the train because I don't drive. I don't have my driver's licence yet. Public transport, yeah, it's usually fine, except at night. Especially for women, you know, it's kind of, it's a bit dangerous. You might have people coming up to you looking for money or all that sort of thing. Have you experienced that yourself? Have yeah. you been kind of yeah. approached? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just need to keep it, keep to yourself and don't really look at anyone, don't really talk to anyone. And would it make you kind of change your routine or like try... Well, no, because you kind of, you know, you have to go home. You have, you know what I mean? There's no going around that. I use uh, an bus. And how do you feel using public transport in Ireland? I feel secure, safe. I haven't encountered any of uh, antisocial activity. Like it's been six months I've been travelling Dublin and up till now I haven't received any. The trains late at night, particularly going away outside the city, can be dodgy enough depending on who's on the train, you know. But generally, uh, yeah, I've had one or two bad experiences over the years. Very aggressive behaviour and uh, shouting and messing going on. Yeah, on one occasion, uh, 
yeah, I would have uh, would have had something stolen on me, all right. It's been very positive. People, they just seem to sit and relax and enjoy the, the chauffeur-driven service into town. Um, the only thing I would say is people using phones and the conversations becoming intrusive. I use one bus there and bus in, and then to get to college I have to get a Dublin bus as well. In as well. <laughs> and how do you find using public transport? You get a lot of antisocial behaviour, like people shouting, like thrashing around on buses. The bus drivers get a lot of abuse. And have you ever felt intimidated yourself? Oh, 100%, yeah. Just people that are drunk on the bus, obviously people using drugs and everything, like, they just kind of sometimes try to talk to you, everything, which, like, I know sometimes they probably do mean well, but it's just a bit uncomfortable, like. So what do you do then? Just try, you know, go on your phone, like, look down, not really look at them, but, you know, it's not, you have to go to college, you have to travel places, you have can't avoid it, you know. <laughs> Alright, that's the view of public transport users. We heard from bus drivers, Josh. Um, you spoke to Lewis staff as well, is that right? Uh, I did. So the workers are also calling for, for a transport charter to be set up, which would outline what is unacceptable behaviour towards staff. And I was thinking, like, it's a bad state of affairs when this even has to be one of the measures the workers want to see introduced. But look, this is where we're at. I also met with Alan O'Brien, who's a Lewis ticket inspector with the last five years. Now, he's personally experienced a serious assault. Uh, one New Year's Eve, he was cornered on the tram as he was going about doing his business by five people. And it spilled out then onto the platform. He got multiple kicks to the head on the ground and ended up with a long-term neck injury but it's also obviously affected his mental health coming back to work there was obviously a lot of fear there and in his own words he says he had lumps taken out of him while he was just going about doing his job Unfortunately, the antisocial aspect of, of the job, it's out of control, you know. It can happen any time, uh, without warning. And it's not just directed at you, it could be passenger to passenger? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. We've seen it on platforms, we've seen it on trams. Um, what do you do in that case? If you're witnessing a, an assault take place in front of you, or if someone's consuming drugs? Or? Yeah, yeah. Well, our first part to call, we all carry uh, radios, we're all in communication with control room. So our first part to call would be to report it to the control room, like they'll decide whether to get security or the guard involved. Now, if we see that somebody's getting a bit of a hard time or somebody's getting assaulted, absolutely we're going to intervene, you know. That's only natural. Yeah, yeah, only natural. Like, you know, it's part of our job. We want people to have a safe journey, you know. And I've done reports in the past, and time and time again, people will tell you, passengers and staff, they find it encouraging when they see the security presence yes. that's on Lewis, the, the private security, and, like, why can't this be rolled out to other services? So even though you still have that strength of security you're still having to deal with antisocial behaviour yeah of course you know as I said it's such a long and open system you know they can't be everywhere you know like so uh, as it is it's, it's, it's just as an ongoing basis like if an incident happens they get a call they will travel to where they're from to the area where the incidents happen but by the time they get there it could be over you know same with the guardie as well like, like resources are stretched in and does this level of antisocial behaviour and working on the front line does it deter people from staying in the job or even signing up to be in the job? Like yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. You know, um, when people, I go in now shops, you know, when people see us in uniforms, uh, constantly saying, oh, I wouldn't do that job. It's just the way it is, you know, and I don't, like, and I know there's a massive campaign at the moment about trying to get, like, the public into uh, public transport to get them out of cars. But, like, it needs to be safe first before these people are going to choose that option, you know. Lewis Ticket Inspector Alan O'Brien speaking to our own reporter Josh Crosby. Josh, thank you very, very much for that. One of our listeners says 100% we need a dedicated transportation police 